What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Chronicles of Runeterra. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. And uh, we're here to talk to you about episode five of Arcane today. We are finally making it one more episode left in this uh, was arc two Mm -hmm. of the three arc series. So, yeah. Well, we're we're crossing the threshold now, so we're, we're halfway through. Um, after we're, true. we're done with this one. so Yeah, my God. It has been a ride, let me tell you. It really has. Man, I haven't, I haven't felt things like this um, in a long time. So. <laughs> Truly is a roller coaster of emotions, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, you know, quick little PSA for what we do here. I'm sure you guys already know at this point. Otherwise, you would have been far gone from us if you didn't you know, like us for the first four, you certainly wouldn't come for five. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we are going to be reviewing not only Arcane, obviously, but every single show that the League of Legends is going to be putting out for their cinematic universe that they confirmed that they're going to be doing. Um, that includes live action movies and various other shows that are in production, but we don't know exactly, um, you know, what they pertain to yet. So, Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to take the ride for. So make sure to hit the subscribe button if you want to stay up to date. I hate having to say it, but just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, leave a five-star review, if at all possible, on Apple Podcasts, because that really helps out a lot with uh, you know visibility, making sure that other people can enjoy it as well. And uh, if you'd like, you know, we do voices of characters uh, not very well, but we give it a shot. <laughs> and if you want us to read off your review in one of those voices, just let us know in the comments somewhere. And we'll give it our best shot. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I want to go right into this one. So it's going to be a little short with the banter right beforehand because this is a real big episode. Yeah, this one's thick. It's going to be a lot. So So much stuff. (laughs) (sighs) I have three full pages of notes. So Yeah. I mean, I don't know page number wise because I I took my notes on the computer. So, but let me just tell you, it's it's a long scroll to the bottom. My hands haven't been this sore since grade school. So there you go. Well, that's your own fault for for deciding to hand write your notes there. I'm not. Yeah, it was my fault, but it's one of those you know. I had to do it true to form. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought about doing it that way um, originally. I was like, you know, maybe I should because there's a you know a little bit of a of a charm to writing down your notes in a notebook, right? But um, once no, you get the I, hand cramps, the the charm goes away it, really fast. Exactly. So. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? This is just not going to be fun an hour in. So yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, here we are. You have a hurt hand. Um, and I don't, so I'm, I win. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick it off with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Episode five. So, um, the first way that we, or the, the first way that they start this off was, um, really nice because it finally gave us some backstory to Caitlin, which we hadn't really had before yet. Um, she finally gets her, her time to shine a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, considering where we left off. I feel like that just makes sense. Everyone was developed really besides her. So, um, yeah, it starts off with a sheen where she's going, a scene. A sheen? sheen? Sheen or a scene? Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a particular sheen to <laughs> the scene at play. There you go. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it goes through the scene where she's going through uh, like a shooting course uh, when she was much younger. And it actually shows that she was going against Grayson. Man. Interestingly Ugh. enough. Yeah. Finally got to see her again. How did you feel? Oh, I mean, I love Grayson. Grayson's one of my favorite characters. So yeah. um, seeing... 
uh, her interact well, you, with you Caitlin. did love her yeah yeah no yeah pa- don't, past dance. <laughs> don't remind me don't remind me um she's she's still alive in, in my head okay there you so, go. <laughs> um but uh but yeah seeing seeing some you know not only does this scene serve as backstory for Galen, it serves as ample backstory for grayson um yeah and you know it's uh it's one of those things where it's it's you can tell like Grayson has um, well number one they, they open up with the competition right yeah and um, uh, it's we well, don't you know, know it's a competition yet yeah but you yeah. soon find out that it is a competition and now. Caitlin is you know she keeps looking back and, and sees this figure and she's uh you know just rushing to beat him because she has to win right mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know th- that's one of the things is they're laying down the the groundwork as to why Caitlin has a good shot and it's uh, yeah. her family is a family of hunters um, mm. and they uh, I guess they, they host this you know kind of gala uh, I'm sure they do you know every year kind of thing and um, you know they have like a little hunting competition with these uh, targets that flip up and everything and um, you know they're is neck- it hunting if you're just shooting targets I'm not sure about well that. I, I, I presume it's you know it, I don't know I'm, I'm gonna say hunting okay whatever um, let me have this all right so, um, but uh, but yeah they're Grayson and her are neck and neck and then the mm-hmm. final one comes through and, and Caitlin gets the shot off right and she wins the competition um, but then after the fact you know her and um, Grayson meet up and Caitlin's a little, you know, she's pissed. She's upset. But, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's like, you know, you let me win kind of thing. Um, you know, yeah. did, did my parents pay you, right? Yeah. And she I'm saw like, her holder shot right at the very end there. She looked over at Grayson after she saw her bullet pass through. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Grayson was already in position to shoot. Why didn't she get it? Yeah. So, yeah. Then yeah. Keep going. And, uh, and it kind of goes back to, you know, why Caitlin just, you know, it's a, it's a shame because... You know, the, her parents think that they're protecting her and they think that spoiling her is, is going to make her happy. And it does the mm-hmm. total opposite. You know, it makes her just yeah. she's she's so hungry for independence um, from her parents. And, and her, yeah, her own accomplishments as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then whenever she has a victory, she doesn't even believe her own victory. Like, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, that's she has her own trauma now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's you really understand her motivation to to really. Um, you know, be her own person. Right. Um, And uh, she accuses uh, Grayson of, you know, potentially, you know, getting paid off by her parents. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Grayson is, is no, she's like, she's insistent. You you know, you won. You earned it. Right. Well, hold on a second here. She didn't, she wasn't paid off by her parents, but she did let her win. Yeah. She did let her win. And uh, Caitlin was like, why? And she's just like, I just thought you deserved it. You know? Um, and, uh, which is interesting, you know, it, it, it's, it's such a, like a, a wise thing to say, like, you know, she's like, no, you deserved it. Like I, I didn't really get paid off or anything. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I just, if I was Caitlin in that moment, I'd just be kind of a little bewildered, but also like, you know, like I respect her at the same time, you know? Um, yeah, I, I really liked what, uh, what she said specifically. She said, um, it's not about the trophy. She just wants to protect the city. That's her trophy. Yeah, so that's she, she cared enough. not yeah. a, exactly. She cared not at all about this little competition, and she wanted her to to feel the accomplishment of of getting that done. So it wasn't about you know like who's the best to her at all. She was like, mm-hmm. I want you to have this. You you do deserve it. But for me, I just don't need trophies. That's that's not what I'm about. Like she obviously loves the city, 
and her people, both yeah. Zonites and Piltovians. So, um, and yeah, you got to see that in play, you know, in the in the first act, and unfortunately, it was cut, you know, tragically short. But um, yeah, I thought that was just a really good quote from her, from you know, the position that she's now in, yeah. which is not alive. And so. the, <laughs> and then she, you know, she she says uh, begs the question, young Kiriman, uh, what are you shooting for? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And which is a nice little pun. But uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's one of those like, man, I just I wish we got more of Grayson, man, because she's just awesome. Yeah. Like it just, you know, just wise beyond her years. Um, I mean, I guess not beyond her years. She's she's got plenty of years under her, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, but sure. uh, but yeah, no, she's uh, and you can kind of see in that moment, you know, Caitlin uh, respects and, and looks up to her. Right. Because uh, yeah. this is the moment that's going to fuel her to. To want to become a, um, uh, a, a police officer, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, a police officer that's down in the trenches. Down in the trenches. Yeah. yeah. Not not your standard, you know, uh, like security guard. Guarding. Kind of yeah. Yes. You know, she wants to be on the beat, um, just like exactly. Grayson. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just I love how they brought Grayson back. They they do such a good job with her. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, and I'm glad Caitlin got a nice little little flashback. Everyone in this series needs a little flashback. So yeah, it's almost like they really like to bring back characters that they know that we love a lot and yeah. were really impactful from the first. Act. I'm pretty sure they Crazy were like, we're going to torture Sean and um, <laughs> bring back Grayson just to remind him that she's dead. You know, yeah, and exactly. like, no. <laughs> Maybe so. some other people will show up later on. Who knows? No, Whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a crazy world. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so that, that kickstarts us into the next um, uh, scene, which is flashing back to where we left off um, in the last episode. So uh, this time, you know, Kate is, she talks to her a little bit, and she's confused about why she's there, because she looked into her case, and there's no record of any of her crimes. Mm-hmm. And so this is, I feel like this is kind of like her first run-in with corruption. You know what I mean? Yeah. Blatant corruption. Because um, Vi is like, yeah, like no shit. You know what I mean? She's like, of course I'm in here. And, and, that, and know, there's no like, records There's not a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, do you want to go ahead and, and continue out with, with what goes down here between them? Because it's a pretty interesting scene. Yeah, so um, Caitlin's trying to interrogate Vi, right? Vi isn't cooperating at all, and uh, Vi makes the comment, you know, when Caitlin's like, you know, whatever, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, just leave, you know, this is useless. Uh, Vi makes the comment of like, yeah, just run back to, you know, Silco, right? And um, and Caitlin's, you know, she's like, uh, or yeah, what does she say? She's like, give Silco a kiss for me, will ya, or something like that. Um, yeah. And Caitlin's just like, wait, who's Silco? And then uh, Vi's like, really? Like, um, you know, Silco does everything. Like, he's. he's yeah, she's guy. like, wait, like, the industrialist? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so naive to what's actually going on right now. So, um, so yeah. And then um, Caitlin presents uh, some of the evidence, right? So, mm-hmm. big thing is she crosses over the, the line of safety, right? Yeah. Um, and then she presents uh, some of the evidence, and it shows the uh, the, the monkey spray paint, right? right. And uh, Vi immediately recognizes it, um, and she's like, "You know, where did where did you get that?" Um, mm-hmm. And uh, from there, um, uh, you know, Caitlin's like, "Oh, maybe you should um, help me out here." And, and Vi's like, "I can't help you from behind these bars," kind of thing. And yeah. uh, you know, there's your little motivation to get Vi out of out of prison and uh caitlin goes and 
uh, approaches the the big big mean guard again, right? Well, and, wait, I, I do oh, want to say I love ahead. her. I love her response to it, where she said, "Why would I trust someone like you?" Is what Kate said to Vi whenever she said, "I can't help you from from in here." Mm-hmm. And then it, it was just such a good tone because she, you could tell she doesn't understand. Like she she just sees the she, narrative she's like, that she's heard yeah. so far about Zonites. She she's like, you're really behind bars, them. therefore you're bad. Kind of Exactly. Thing. She yeah. hasn't learned that there's shades of gray in all of this. So, um, yeah, I thought that that was a really interesting response. Um, and then, of course, Vi snaps back and she's like, all you enforcers are the same. You look at us the same way and you don't understand that you're criminals too, just with fancy, fancy masks. Um, so, yeah, I thought that that was a, a really interesting um conversation between them because once again it shows how opposites how much of opposites they actually are yeah um and and she even goes as far as saying like look you can't handle the undercity and, uh, <laughs> they're gonna eat you alive kind of thing exactly <laughs> and that's whenever kate realizes yeah that she does need her and uh i did like what she did here where she went over to you know that that guard at the at the entrance there and she was like um, you know, basically saying, like, I need to pull her out. And this is under um, the request from uh, House Talus. Yeah. And they're like, so, he's like, oh, you know, they. what does he say? Like, um, they're not a house or something like that. Like, in- well, yeah, he didn't realize that they were on Earth because he, he didn't realize that he was on a council yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, because he was like, yeah, he mentioned she mentioned something about him being uh, councilman, new councilman. And so. Um, he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, why don't you just, you know, let me go. You couldn't get any information out of her, huh? Well, why don't you just let me take a, uh, have a little chat with her? And he grabs his stick. And then she was like, what? Like, no. What? She didn't realize that they were getting beat in the prison, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she even says, like, how many, like, chats have you had with her? And he's like, something like, I lost count. Oh, no, <laughs> like, he says, you know, you know what? I've never even thought to count. Like that's right, that's right. I was I've like, never damn, like yeah. freaking brutal, man. <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this I, I always, this show is just was... does not pull punches at all, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I, that's what. So I think she she's just starting to have her eyes opened as to what the the world is actually like outside yeah. of her, which isn't like her fault, but she's been sheltered on purpose, like forcefully sheltered. You know, and so her her worldview is very different from what it actually is. Um, so yeah, I, re- I really liked you know all of those little act- interactions there, and uh, she does get um, Vi out. We'll, yeah, we'll see more of that in the next scene. But uh, yeah, I like that she was willing to bend the rules there a little bit, and because I don't, she didn't even officially accept the position with with Jay. She was just like, all right, well, yeah, sure, I'll use this position real well, quick. And so that's the thing is like I don't know if. That Jace actually gave her approval for it. No, I don't think that she, I don't think he did at all. Yeah, so I think she was just saying that. Yeah, and I guess she like she forged the uh, mm-hmm. the signature, not the signature, but the, the stamp or something like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Jace doesn't know about this at all. Yeah, and that was her. I'm sure that she thought in her head like Jace. Jace will understand. He won't be upset with me if I do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice seeing her kind of like. You know, do something a little sketchy. T- even take things into her own right hands, thing. you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Take some agency. Um, but yeah, then we go into this next part, which actually gives us a whole new light, finally, to Marcus. Or a little little bit more of a light to Marcus, yeah. I would say. Um, so we have a funeral for the enforcers. 
uh, from the previous episode. And Marcus is giving a heartfelt speech, and, and you can tell it it actually is affecting him. Like mm-hmm. he is he's not happy about what happened. He's he's looking at his daughter when he's talking about you know how these members of the squad were mothers, daughters, sons, fathers, you know all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, he he's definitely like incredibly conflicted inside. Yeah. Um, and, and guilty for sure, feeling heavy amounts of guilt. And he goes over to, um, Grayson's grave right afterwards, actually to visit. And, uh, you know, he's staring, you can tell that just things are not going well in his head right now. Yeah. And um, his, his daughter asks him, you know, who, who, who is this daddy? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he responds, uh, what does he say? He's like, um, like a good woman. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can tell, like, you know, he's, it's like you said, he's very conflicted. Um, he's, <clears throat> you know, trying to, to fill in Grayson's shoes, but um, he just, you can tell he's just in deep over his head. So, oh, yeah. 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 It just, it gives us the um, foundation of a, a kind of where his head's at now. Cause I think the last episode, the only time we saw him was whenever he impeded upon that investigation, right? Mm hmm. Um, yep. by Caitlin. So now we actually kind of see where he's at emotionally right now, um, which is which is really cool, especially going later on into this episode. Um, so after that, we go to a scene, uh, this follows up with that, um, where Marcus goes into Silco's office and, and Marcos, Marcus is yelling at Silco yep. and says that Jinx needs to be arrested and that the council's up in arms. And um, basically he even says this would help us both, you know, um, yeah. he, even he's like, you know, Jinx is a wild card that you can't afford to keep, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. So and um, he Silco was basically just kind of ignores his his fury. And it's just like, no, um, you will arrest the fire lights instead. You will have them taken out instead. Um, and then Marcus isn't happy with that because you can tell he actually wants to bring Jinx to justice because he wants justice for those people that he actually cared about. Yeah. Um, Cause if he was just corrupt to the bone, he would be like, fine, whatever. But no, he's, he's against the fact that he's wanting to use fire lights um, as the, the red herring for the, the council. Yeah. Um, but Silco reminds him right after that, just how much they quote unquote achieved together. Yeah. You know? And then he says, Sheriff, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, when that's the thing is, it, it, it in this moment you realize, like, um, yeah, Marcus had planned on killing Grayson, and, and that way, Mark or not Marcus, um, Silka had planned on killing Grayson this entire time so he could get Marcus in, um, uh, the sheriff's position. So, yeah, um, I, so I think, I think that I don't. I don't know for sure if that was always his plan, but that definitely quickly became his plan. Yeah, yeah, like, very much played out in his favor that way. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like he got the he got the guy who he knew would take money for um, you know whatever he needed basically to be done. Yeah, and he put him in charge. So he just I don't think he was counting on Marcus to end up having you know uh, so much guilt about all this. But I think that. And, and once again, he's always he's just always has money thrown at, at him. Like, you know, right afterwards, he's like, just shush up and take your money. Right. Yeah. And he throws him a bag of money and, you know, he looks down at it and he's like, you know, you could tell he's just upset. He doesn't want to take it, but he knows that, like, he needs to take it because it's also for the families that that died and said, like, take it from an anonymous donor or something like that. Yeah. Um. So once again, he knows he's taking money from someone he shouldn't be taking money from, but he does it because he has to. Uh, 
And I think that it's important here because I feel like he does this throughout the entire episode. But, um, you know, like whenever he first came in and he was he was saying, you know, Jinx needs to be arrested. And, you know, as you said, um, you know, this is something for both of us. You know, it's going to affect both of us otherwise. I think that he always comes in really trying to get what he wants by framing it in a way that works for both of them. Because every single time he comes in with a demand, he always is like, it's going to be good for both of us, hoping that he's going to take it. But yeah. then he never does. And every time he's like, fuck. Like, cause he doesn't care about the alternative. What he really wanted that whole time is not because it might be good for him, you know, like monetarily, but just because he actually wants justice in one way or another. Yeah. But he never gets it. And so um, I like how they do that. But and it really pays off well later on. But um, anyways, that's that's that scene. Did you have anything more to add there? Or are you good? No, no. I think it just it sets the the, the, the tensions are flaring, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't think Marcus is as secure an asset to Silco as um, he was uh, back when, you know. Yeah. And I think so. I think Silco starting to realize that as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then after that, we go to uh, Victor and Jace talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jace realizes that uh, there's been some discrepancy in the shipping logs. He's just talking, you know, casually to, with Victor about it while Victor's working, and um, he's uh, obviously very. Jace is very preoccupied with this, and um, Marcus or Marcus comes in at that point because now Marcus is under the command of Jace with his new uh, seat in place on the council. Uh, he's now in charge of basically the police force whenever it comes to any kind of Hextech technology. And obviously, Marcus's shipping logs and everything are terrible because he's been letting shit fly for so long because he's corrupt. And um, Jace is not not having it. And he even insists at one point because he was like, do you remember what he called him? Because then he was like, oh, no, it's council. Uh, yeah. What does he say? I'm, I'm like, I'm wrong. I don't remember right what now. he initially <laughs> called him because then he was like, like, no, it's councilman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, well, either way, he, he reasserts his position over him because he, he kind of in a, called him in a casual manner and he was like, no, this is no time for games. Like I am your, um, you know, commander basically. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Talus. He calls him Mr. Talus. Mr. Talus. Yeah. And he's like, the counselor. most obvious fucking thing. I don't know how either one of us. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was like, no, councilman. And, um, so that that definitely set a new tone with Marcus and realized he can't schmooze his way out of this. This is serious. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like that they did that. And then this, of course, is whenever uh, Victor gets uh, a bloody nose and he coughs and you can tell that his condition is worsening. Kind of what we talked about in the last episode where, like, you know, he's not in a good place from where he was like, health wise from mm-hmm. where he was in the first act. Um, it's, it's getting worse and worse each episode. And uh, but then something interesting happens, and he kind of gets entranced by the the glow of the hex tech. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like he goes into like this weird thing, and it all kind of like blurs together. And um, he calls it a vision later on. Like he says he has a, he had a vision during that time. Yeah. But um, I thought that was pretty interesting, and, and it just kind of also showed because um, you know he was working on some stuff at the time. It just kind of showed the the difference in their priorities. You know, mm-hmm. Jace was, is worried about, you know, the safety and the regulations of things right now and his new seat on the council and making sure that he's doing his job. And Victor's once again, you know, back at, you know, wanting to, to talk and think about 
you know, the technology and how to advance and how to advance. So, yeah, I think that that does a really good job of, of setting off now where their priorities are starting to stem. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and, and that's the thing is during this whole thing, you know, um, Jay says, you know, we can, we can do this soon and, and, uh, you know, delaying, uh, the, the, the focus and investments in, um, in the, the hex tech or the science that Victor's working on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Victor is, you know, it, he he's saying you know we could be helping people now right but uh-huh. you can tell like it's kind of um the the urgency is is really stemming from himself right um, I, do, I don't know I, i've always just, i know that you and i have a fundamental disagreement on that because we've talked about it a little bit before but mm-hmm. i genuinely don't think that he has that his concern arises from his survival specifically I think oh, I, it, I think it's I think it's both. You know, okay. I think it, I think there's, you know, his motivation, right? But also, mm-hmm. um, you know, he does care about the the undercity. So, yeah, and it's like I think it's more about like less about life or death with him, and more about like legacy, because he's talked about that a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- I think that yeah, it's definitely less about like he's not scared of dying. He's scared of like you know, not making the contribution to society that he wants, I think is his overall worry. Okay. So yeah, for that reason, he is short on time and I could be very wrong. He could just not want to die. Well, um, I mean, I think you're, you're thinking very monolithic in that respect. Like, am I? Yes. And I'm telling you, it's, it's like, I'm sure there's a, an assortment <laughs> of thoughts going through his head. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's, it's a little bit of everything, you know, um, could combining be. into one. So could be because that's how humans are you know they're complex creatures okay so yeah yeah yeah. could be i mean i'm right but it could be Uh, (laughs) all right well let's go ahead and and move on to the next scene because you and i could battle out on the stupidest thing forever (laughs) yeah yeah we've done it before Um, so (laughs) literally yeah all right so we're going into the next part here and this is when um jinx uh is going through jace's research in her in her little lair again, right? Mm-hmm. She stole his research and she stole the um, the hex gem, and um, she's realizing, you know, through reading uh, that it, there is a runic connection between these things. She obviously isn't, you know, as uh, capable or educated in in this type of. Uh, she even calls it like what is it mathy it's very mathy or something yeah. like that <laughs> so she's definitely not um she's obviously highly intelligent um just not formally educated in that way and um so but she's managing to to work it out a good bit on what's going on yeah but i think what's interesting about it too is that she's talking she's aiming all of her all of her like you know um questions and and just um you know chatter how does that yeah. yeah chatter yeah there we go um to her dolls yeah of uh, milo, milo and, and Kragger. Kragger. yeah yeah so uh yeah do you want to well i guess very small part after this really uh she tries out the crystal for the first mm-hmm. time right um in her little handmade device that she's using as a conduit it's like her her first shot at trying to make it work and um it gives her there's an explosion and it gives her like a ptsd flashback basically to the yeah. original explosion that they had and um also, uh, one of the things I noticed is that she also kept like because you know everything after it explodes, there's some things that fall down and all that kind of stuff. Um, there, one of the boxes that fell and it kind of like the camera lingered on it for a second, but it showed that she still had Vi's bunny. Yeah, that she gave her from Act One. 
So like I still I feel like that still shows that like uh, it's just she still has that connection even though it's kind of like you know stored away in a box whatever like she she's never let go fully of that. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I I really like that scene. Is there anything else that you picked up in in this scene? Well, so like my my one question is it shows like Clagger and Milo, you know, um uh, getting killed in that in that PTSD flashback, right? Yeah. But Jinx wasn't there whenever it happened. Um, so I don't know if that's just like, you know, artist interpretation kind of thing. Right. Um, or if, you know, the like somehow like the, the previous, you know, uh, shards of the hex tech crystals, um, you know, are, are linked to each other. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, her, her having that flashback, it comes into full fruition because, you know, um, the, 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 because of the Hextech crystal or something. I think it's totally a stretch of mine, but I'm trying to like mm-hmm. link it logically as to why she sees Milo and, uh, Clagger die in this, in this flash of, uh, of PTSD whenever she wasn't actually in the room when it happened, you know? That's true. Cause they do make it out to be her vision, not a vision for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that might just be an oversight that you caught yeah because yeah uh, yeah, i'm not i'm not sure about that maybe i'm nitpicking a little much so well i mean you're you're right to question it so i'll probably go back and watch it actually just to make sure um because yeah you might very well be right on that and one one thing to point out is you know not only the bunny right but Mm -hmm. uh the flare is there too from uh from the episode three Oh, I actually didn't even I didn't even catch the flare. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little, little darker, but yeah, the the flare is in that same box that the bunny was in. Um, oh, and okay. you know, uh, when Jinx has this this flashback, um, you know, she is totally distraught, and she's like, "No, oh, yeah. she just totally runs away." <laughs> like she's like, "I, yeah, this was a mistake. Uh, I'm I'm getting out of here." Um, yeah, you can so, tell yeah. how deep she's scarred by that whole scenario for sure. Yeah. Anything that relate, like literally any time whenever she's confronted with that particular part of it, um, she freaks out, stops what she's doing, has a total breakdown. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do like how they portray that. But mm-hmm. then we go into um, uh, go flashback over to uh, Kate and Fi and we have the, the, the team up we've always wanted, finally. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be going down into Zon and... Uh, Kate's like, oh, like, do you want to go down this way, or like, how do you want to do it? <laughs> and and, and Kate's like, already bought bought tickets and everything. Like, yeah, she's... exactly. And uh, Vi's like, mm, nah, and like, just go ahead and follow me. And like, she she parkours her yeah. way down into the city, <laughs> like and advanced like, parkouring. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And Kate's like, what the fuck? Uh, okay. And uh, she reluctantly tries to follow. Um, obviously, not nearly as good at it as she is. Um, but yeah, it shows you, uh, I mean, Vi A certainly knows the hell out of the city. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but also she's, she's fearless and she is a woman on a mission right now. That's for sure. Let's just say Vi's been, Vi's been in the gym at prison. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) She's a a lot more, um, agile than she was before. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever Vi does get down to the ground, which by the way, there was a, a really just great scene where, um, you know, it, it shows her she's once again parkouring uh, from one building to the other. She's flying through the air and you see this mural in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't I tried to see if there was anything related to that mural, mural or not, but 
Um, I didn't. I couldn't really find anything of note, but oh, it was I, just a really pretty looking scene. Th- this whole sequence is just uh, eye candy, is what it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Just, they they slow moed her jumping over it with the mural behind it, and beautifully colored and everything like that. But I think they just like to do that sometimes, just cause to like flex well, their art muscles. That and you know, it's it's world building, right? Like, yeah. I mean. It's one of those things where even in the... At the the, very least, it's world building. Yeah, even in the parts where there's not a whole lot of... There's no dialogue or anything, you're you're just... You're getting more and more immersed in the world. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, they're they're doing work here. So, um, but yeah, and then there's that scene where she's on top of that pipe and and it kind of zooms out and it shows uh, Zahn, right? Um, Her Mm -hmm. looking down on Zahn and uh, yeah, I was just like, man, this is an awesome shot. Like, holy shit. Yeah. So... Um, man, um, I, I love Vi, dude. She's just a badass. She is so. very good. I mean, uh, Jinx and Vi, I was never like a big fan of Jinx and Vi going into the show. Like, mm-hmm. I was excited to see the show because, you know, uh, I will watch anything by Riot, right? And I knew they were going to do a good job. But those two characters beforehand, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're interesting-ish. But, you know, my favorite characters are far different from them. So... I didn't think I was ever going to like them as much as I did, but you know that's just a testament to their ability to create a good show because I like really enjoy them now. Yeah. So just give me a show with Tom Kench and I'll, I'll call them my god <laughs> if you want. Yeah. That's all I care about. <laughs> um, but anyway, so back to the show. Um, one thing, another thing I really did like uh, is whenever she does land on the ground, right? She's actually. Um, on the ground of of the city that she you know was once in for so long, she takes a big breath, right? Yeah. And she just breathes and she's like, <sighs> like she's back home. And keep in mind, this is like disgusting, heavily polluted, dangerous air that she's breathing yeah. in. It's so dangerous um, that they can sell pure air down there now. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that there's a business for pure air. Yeah. So it just shows you not only how much of a love for the city she has and how much uh, like of a Zonite, of a true Zonite she is. But um, yeah, it's just uh, really... I love stuff like that where they just don't make you can't take the Zahn out of the character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just love that they did that. And um, even more than that, <laughs> as soon as she lands, of course, there's some some goons waiting there in the wing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, they come up. Do you want to go ahead and, and talk about? Yeah. This yeah. Bit? So, they, they, you know, these these random goons, they are like come up and um, what is it that they're like? They're clearly about to mug her. Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, Absolutely. Uh, Vi looks him up and down and she's just like, nice jacket. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Vi's about to kick these guys' ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, contrary to what most people would do in a city when thugs come up to you, yeah. you, you she's know, just you like, try to oh, run or something. Yeah. She like went up to him and was like, oh, yeah, yeah. nice fucking jacket. I like that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, next, next scene that you see, she has the jacket. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and she, she throws Caitlin the other person's jacket. So she takes them both. Exactly. Out. So, um, once again, just showing the work on that stuff. I love it. Um, um, w- one thing I didn't notice in the scene is uh, mm-hmm. Vi calls herself, um, you know, or she says something like us fissure folk, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah, there's another moniker for, for people who live in the lanes, right? And it's uh, yeah. a fissure folk, which um, goes back to the, uh, the the original creation of Piltover, which was mm-hmm. that uh, they were blowing up the... Um, the mountain range, right, to create the canal, and right. it ended up creating that fissure that uh, Zon now resides in. So yeah, 
Exactly. Uh, kind of interesting. That's the first time I've seen or I've, I've, I've that seen they've that. they've specifically mentioned that. Mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. But yeah, no, good, good point. And uh, Kate also points out at that point whenever... Um, no, I'm saying point a lot, I just realized. Uh, but Kate, Lynn... Um, I know I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, whenever uh, Vi hands her the jacket, Glenn says, like, what the hell? Like, you know, you could have got me killed by doing that. And she says, like, my little sister could do that when she was seven. Yeah. So, and, uh, of course, obviously, you know, referring to Powder. And that's when also we know that she was seven at the time whenever all that stuff happened. Or, assumably, seven or very, very close to seven. Yeah. Um, when all that shit went down. So... Um, that was kind of important to know. And also just funny that, yeah, like Kate's just so out of her league right now. She has so much work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she's keeping up. She's keeping up. So, I mean, she, I mean, uh, if Vi told me to do that, I'd say you go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'll take the elevator. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> I'll text you when I get back. Or when yeah, I get exactly. Land, okay? so. <laughs> In fact, you know what? I, I'm going to go back up to Pilto. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have fun. <laughs> um, but anyways, so we go back to the next scene now, and, and um, Jace is uh, looking at himself in the mirror. Of course, um, yeah, you're starting to see a little bit of the uh, the, yeah, the self egotistic, you know. yeah, self absorption, yeah. Um, and while that's happening, of course, Victor is working um, on the new version of Hextech, right? Yeah, and he's kind of discussing with discussing with Jace, you know, what he thinks. Um, Hextech could be now that he had that vision. He's kind of thinking about it in a new way, and he theorizes that Hextech can learn uh, and adapt, and maybe even evolve. Evolve. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I, they didn't actually say evolve there, but it's funny that both you and I went to evolve. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm like, I know where this is going. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so so that was cool. But yeah, it really just shows that like priorities are really starting to change now. Um, and and Jace is just a little, he's out a little more out of the, uh, you know, inventing side of things and more into the politics yeah. side of things. Now. Well, one thing I, I did love is uh, Jace was like, "Are you sure this is safe?" And Victor's mm-hmm. like, "Of course not." Like <laughs> he says it so casually too. Yeah, it's like, of course he's like, not. no, of course not. Yeah, yeah. and it just keeps going. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that was a, a good, it was a small scene, but it was a, a good one just once again, you know, laying that work for how they're separating. Yeah. And, um, but next where I, I loved the scene with Kate and Vi that we have next. Um, they go over, they're getting some food, right? They're eating. Well, Vi's and, eating. Caitlin's well, watching yeah, Vi's, Vi's eating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Caitlin is literally repulsed and Vi is, is digging in. Like she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and I got to say, this was, this was another cool thing. Jericho, the the guy that's giving her the the food, the mm-hmm. chef. Yeah. Um. I don't know what the fuck race that. I, I mean, like aquatic, um, Vestian. Yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea what that is. I have not seen anything like that before. Closest thing would be Fizz, who, but he was an amphibious yordle. You yeah. Know? Uh. So I have no idea what clue, or I have no clue what this creature is. But he's definitely a humanoid. Um, you know, he's incapable of intelligent thought and he's a chef. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. very interesting there. I really hope that we get, I can't wait to go to Bilgewater now with all this shit. Oh, I know. I know. It's going to be, Bilgewater is going to be crazy, dude. Yeah. Crazy. Like you, you think there's like a whole bunch of stuff here. Like there's going to be like all kinds of creatures. Everything is going to be in Bilgewater. So. Exactly. Um, so that's going to be really cool to see. But 
Anyways, that was just a, a good note for you guys. Um, but well, yeah, and, and the, the point of this scene was, um, you know, basically uh, Jericho actually slips by a little note mm-hmm. and it's got a symbol on it, so uh, which will play out in the, in the next scene. So Yeah, and uh, I also liked whenever he said, this was just a funny joke, um, Caitlin questions, uh, or no, what was it? Oh, if she's taking anything, if she's taking this whole thing seriously. And... Um, and she said, what was it? Like, Vi was like, no, nothing's above board or something like that. Or this meat definitely isn't above board. Do you remember that? Um, Am I talking out of my ass or, or do you remember that part? Because no, she was saying something about, that. like, the food and how it's disgusting. How could you eat that? And um, she was like, is it is it okay? Oh, fuck, I'm just going to have to go back and watch the scene. But she was like, is it this is above board? And she's like, no, this, this meat definitely isn't above board. And then it shows Jericho scratching his ass as he's cutting the... As he's cutting the fish, <laughs> so I, I don't remember exactly how that how that scene plays out, but it was very funny whenever I watched it. I'll have oh, to go uh, back I love Jericho, dude. Again. He's 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 a he's a um, he's my a new favorite character. character. Your favorite, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we get that that symbol scratched on that piece of paper um, by Jericho, and they're off. Um, now this scene is good. It's not the meatiest portion that happens here, but this is a good precursor to the big part that happens. Um, so this is Jace at the concert hall with Mel. Do you want to go into this a little bit? Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, long story short, basically Mel explains to him how, um, you know, by going after this, this corruption play, right. Try, trying to root out corruption. He's put a, uh, a, a target on his back from literally every other house. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that it, at the end of the day, he's probably just going to get, you know, um, in, in a way of like, you know, uh, excommunicated. Right. Yeah. Um, so she's like, you know, you have to learn to play this game if you want to, you know, be able to wield power. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, she kind of goes through the whole, you know, yeah, they hate each other, but they uh, these two counselors uh, really do have a, a, the same taste in, in wine and spirits. Right. Um, so yeah, you, you, she, she has a, a, um, you know, kind of a sit down with Jace and she's like, if you don't want to have a target on your back, then you gotta be able to play the game. And, um, basically she invites, uh, one of the, um, you know, wealthy houses up, uh, that he actually sent, um, enforcers to. And, Mm -hmm. uh, she's like, yeah, no, Jace wanted just to uh, talk to you personally, you know, and had to had to have a show. We're not there. We're not there yet, actually. Oh, we aren't. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. We're not, we're not quite to that part yet. Um, but yeah, you, you were right up there though, uh, up until that point. So that whenever she was there, she was talking about, um, with Jace kind of starting the whole conversation of, as you said, um, there's a target on your back from all the other houses now that yeah. you've cracked down on on these shipping regulations, and um, this was a really good job, I think, of just showing Mel trying to curb Jace's enthusiasm for regulation. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and just once again trying to show him that it's not everything's black and white. Um, and because whenever he says. Um, uh, whenever she says, you know, leniencies in, um, you know, shipping regulations. And he says, uh, leniencies, you mean corruption? And Mel responds with, um, oh, no, Amaris is harmless. It's not corruption. What What's this little, you know, shipping or regulation going to do? 
And, um, you know, it really kind of like you see Jace kind of be like, oh, OK, well, I guess it's not so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And she continues to uh, just as you as you mentioned earlier, uh, just point out, you know, each member basically of the council and showing how each one of them have their own shady deals going on in the background that, yeah, might not be so bad. They're little things. Yeah, you can call them corruption if you want to be a hard ass, but they're really not corruption, corruption. And uh, so, yeah, you, you can you can see that she's definitely trying to undermine his his ideologies and trying to make him less firm on these things, mold him to her will. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I really appreciated the work that they put in there. Um, but after that, we have uh, this scene where Jink, Jinx returns home. And uh, she finally went back to, like, the... Uh, the arcade, right? Yeah, the little arcade area that they were in. And um, this is whenever she... The first thing that she does was she sees the the face of, like, the punching machine on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she sees where... It's, I think it, it was Milo's face that was on it. Yeah, it looks like Milo. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like Milo's face. Although he had pink hair in the, in the drawing thing. It was definitely Milo's face. Um, but she, she saw that she picked it up and then she was going near the, uh, the little shooting range thing that she had and there was a crow on it. And I just thought this was, I'm not sure if there, I could be like looking too much into this, but, um, compared to before, but before she, although she was incredibly good at it, she didn't really care to, you know, be violent or anything like that. And this time she sees a crow and she kind of looks at it and then she just shoots it. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but it just shows that she just does not, she's a totally different person now. And um, so anyway, she she grabs that that face thing for the punching bag machine. She kind of makes her way over there, kind of checking everything out again, reminiscing. And um, do you want to describe the scene that that unfolds next? Well, yeah. So she starts having flashbacks um, and, you know, it, it does that that cool, you know, kind of scratchy art flashing yeah. um, on those flashbacks. Right. And she's clearly having mm-hmm. like an episode and. uh um, she just lets loose on the punching machine and it's just a, a barrage of flashbacks and, and punches. And um, you, know, she, you see at the end of it all, she gets the second best score um, right behind yeah. Vi. So, of course, um, you know, it's it just kind of um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a really powerful um, scene that kind of just uh, it shows Jinx's frustration with it all. Um yeah, and so, I feel like yeah. her, a little bit of her insecurities as well. Yeah, that um, you know she'll never be good enough and stuff like that. Um, I, I liked everything that that played out there, and um, I also noticed that whenever like she first starts her her mental episode, like you, I, I think you even said it, like you know all those white squigglies that were on there, mm-hmm. like the, the the screen fills up with these white squigglies, and I didn't catch this on the on the first or second watch, but on the third watch I realized that they all said Vi. Uh, you oh, just, interesting. If, yeah, you don't realize that unless you look because they're uh, pointed in a way that doesn't really look like it unless you're really looking and you're like, holy shit, all of those say Vi, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, then we get to see, um, we have a very little scene where Kate and Vi see the last drop. Yeah. And uh, they see kind of like what it's become. And... Vi's not happy about it, to say the very least. She, yeah, no. You know, has a reaction about it. She squeezes the um, the railing that she was looking down on, and like it, I think it even kind of cracks a bit. 
Uh, so she's squeezing it pretty hard. And she was she's kind of silent about it because so she doesn't want to show her hand. That's the kind of person she is, especially to this you know stranger, Kate. Yeah. Um, well, but and, and I also think. Go oh, ahead. and then Caitlin makes a, a comment, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, "Well, that place looks like it has uh, bodies buried in the basement." And yeah, that just right. pisses Vi off even more. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, you don't know anything. So yeah. Um, in that moment, Caitlin realizes like, ooh, I said the wrong thing. Um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of history here that I am not aware of. So it's it's like you said, you know, earlier on, like Caitlin's, you know, it, she was this guppy and she's very fast uh, realizing like, hey, this world is not as nice and glamorous as she was raised to to believe so and i think that right. moment was pretty pivotal for her to kind of go oh okay like you know uh, she's fi's got a dark history um yeah so, yeah and definitely put on i feel like a, a like a boundary um that now she knows about with with fi yeah and uh yeah so that was that was really good just you know relationship building and everything like that and uh more growth for for kate as a character more so than vi even um but yeah so after that uh then we get the the big scene that you were going into with the violinist playing at the concert hall mm-hmm. um i fucking loved this scene oh and first it's, real quick it's important mm-hmm. to note it opens up with a the violinist who mm-hmm. is actually it's a cameo for of a real person uh ray chen oh. yeah um so Ray Chen's a um, renowned violinist, and uh, so yeah, they actually mm. imposed him in the show and, and ah. made him a character and everything. So I thought that was kind of cool. Very um, cool. I guess we have lots of musicians making their way into the world. Well, the, one of the executive <laughs> producers is a is a musician, so mm-hmm. I'm sure he's 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 happy to to kind of you know lift those, Share those the guys up. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is is um, uh, we open up with Heimer, right? fucking vibing dude vibing but the thing i the the point i want to make is that Mm -hmm. he closes his eyes right like he's he's kind of lost in uh the Mm -hmm. music and i think it's Mm -hmm. just a really good reflection of of kind of what takes place in the scene um and you know what that's a very it's a very good point i was not i was only like seeing that scene i was laughing because i was just like he's just (laughs) jamming out his his hands literally he has one hand up in the air he's like like, (laughs) (laughs) should have a cigarette lighter you know going (laughs) exactly but uh but yeah i just thought it was very interesting how like you know okay you know this scene's about to play out and we open up with heimer his eyes are closed he's vibing just in total bliss you know Mm-hmm. Um, which is reflected even further in the scene that plays out. So I'll, I'll give it back to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I fucking love that scene, but yeah, you're, you're very much right. That is a good, um, uh, little detail that they threw in there for, for what's going on behind the scenes right now. Um, so yeah, after that situation, um, we see Mel once again, uh, upstairs with, with Jace and we see Amara, um, who I don't know if you well actually no that starts off with them talking a little bit more about um, the politics of, of the situation right mm-hmm. and um, he was saying that um, he never wanted anything to do with politics really and that he doesn't want to make compromises just kind of continuing the conversation that they had earlier um, he doesn't want to make compromises um, for uh, safety yeah and um, she that she pushed the situation on him by making him a member of uh, the council 
and really without his consent because as, as you said like he he didn't have a say in it there wasn't yeah. a yes vote for him yeah <laughs> so um but and she definitely wanted to make sure that that was the case and uh so i i like how she then once again kind of minimizes the situation she's like it's not corruption it's simply favor amongst friends mm-hmm. like that's all so she's constantly just like planting these seeds in there um and she tells him that you know He's a symbol for the future now, and whether he likes it or not, you know, he has the potential to shape his own destiny because of that, and um, uh, that he needs to prove the council wrong like he did before with, you know, Hextech in general, um, because they all think that, you know, he's going to fail, and now's the time to, to um, you know, show them that that won't be the case, and, and she's really pushing this narrative of like us against them like she's involved always on his side Mm -hmm. and everyone else is you know out to get him and uh so she's definitely it's she's pushing the whole like you know it's it's us two against the world um type of uh, vibe and that's whenever amara comes up and she was one of the the people that they mentioned before who was trying to make a a deal with the darth vader like character council member (laughs) um and so uh for for something i don't remember exactly what but um whenever she comes up it's a very political she comes up and there's a little playful small talk like you know you know how's the how's the kid at home and she's like oh he's as crazy as ever la 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 and uh she then kind of talks about she's like you know i was shocked to find out that uh uh, I had enforcers at my door this morning, right? Yeah. Talking about, you know, what happened as a recourse for the new um, shipping regulations that, that he put in place. Um, and uh, she kind of steps up for him. Do you want to do you want to take it from here? I don't want to clog like the, the whole scene here if you want to hop well, in. Or- well, yeah, she kind of steps up and she's like she says, uh you know, Jace had to do a show of force, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you understand. And, um, you know, Amara's like, well, and then um, he wanted to talk to you personally um, about these matters kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when Jace interjects and he's like, you know, he says something along the lines of, you know, um, by partnering with us, you'll have first access to Hextech technology, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh you know, she's like, how could I say no to such an auspicious offer? You know, um, and Jace leans into it. You know, you you see a little montage and it's, uh, of course, the music is is uh, escalating and everything. And and it flashes to Hymer and he's just, you know, vibing out. And in the right. background, Jace, Jace is, you know, um, uh, shaking hands and, and making deals, right, with literally every single council member. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jace may have not wanted to be in politics, but he's uh, learning to love it. So yeah, um, so yeah, and you d- definitely see it that all that play out. And <laughs> yeah, and I, I like specifically um, the wording that she used with Amara whenever you know he, he first made that that deal with her. Um, you know, she was like, you know, because she had said that Bulbuck, that's the Darth Vader guy's name, um, made arrangements, and that you know. He, her situation could be quite profitable if she signed on with him. And, um, she said, you know, that man's a fool. Um, if you're investing in with him, you're investing in the past. If you're investing with us, you're investing in the future. Once again, she like sides with, 
with him. It's yeah. you know, us two versus them. But Man yeah, and progress. Then, yeah. As you said, he really takes the reins on this. Like he all of a sudden he like I remember like he was looking over the banister, he had like a reluctant sigh and was like and then he literally spins around and is like, you know what? Oh, uh, just I, I like a natural. Like a natural. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like put on an entirely different face. And, um, you know, Ed said that, yeah, like we're looking for partners in our Hextech research, actually. And those that are willing to sign on for support with us would actually be able to access those advancements earlier than others. And it's like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Uh, You're a little yeah, too good and, at this, man. Like, yeah. And then right after that, you have the montage, of, as you said, of the shaking of the hands for each one of the council members. He goes to each one of them mm-hmm. shaking these hands. And then, of course, the only one that he does not have this kind of backdoor deal with is Heimer, who is not even sitting in a... Oh, he's at the front row of the... of the. Yeah, he did not take the, what are they called, the balcony seats or yeah. anything like that, his own little private balcony like the rest of them did. No, he's at the front row vibing out hard. Um, but as you said, yeah, eyes, eyes closed. Yeah. So, yeah, I really, I really like everything that happened there. I thought it was a really great way to show just how he got into this and how he real how he thinks at least that he needs to play this game to get what he wants as she said to to shape his destiny yeah um, which he finds to be noble but i don't think he realizes the repercussions for what he has to do to get there yeah um so yeah i i really like how they did all of that um but after that we have the the vi going into the unless you're do you have anything nope, more to nope, add to that it. part that's it all right because now we're going into another big meaty scene here. Oh, uh, I love this. People are spend to a lot get, of time on this one. <laughs> yep. Uh, people are trying to get Vi and Kate shipped out for good here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As they should. So, <laughs> exactly. So Vi and Kate go to a brothel, right? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and explain this scene out? So, yeah. So they get to the the uh, the door, right? And the same mm-hmm. symbol that Jericho provided Vi is on the door. Right. So there's your connection, right? He's telling her to, to go to... Um, this brothel to get more information. The Hortle House. The Hortle House. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're walking through the hallway. And man, this is such a cool scene. Um, so the first room that they run into. Do you have any comments at all? Do, should I pause for a second before I start? No, I mean I know what, I know what you're about to okay. say for the first one. But go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. So the first scene, you see um, a couple in like one of. Uh, One's laying on on the lap of the other, and they're wearing kindred uh, masks. So the lamb mm-hmm. and the wolf masks, super yep. cool. Nice little Easter egg Very to cool. to League of Legends. Um, mm-hmm. One of the the main champions in it. Um, mm-hmm. And they're they're inhaling, um, you know, what looks like opium. But if we remember earlier on, um, Shimmer was turned into a, um, like a, in an inhaler canister. So. Yeah. Uh, my thought is Shimmer is just everywhere now, right? It's kind of like a, like the yeah. spice in, in Dune. You know, it's just it, that is the, the drug of choice. Um, exactly. So, yeah, and it's a it's a purple smoke. So, you know, for certain, like, yeah, this is Shimmer. The next uh, room is, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't show it uh, clearly because it's, it's a little Oh, with the too, bubbles? Yeah, with the bubbles, it's a little too risque, apparently, to show us. <laughs> yeah, you just heard you just heard a lot of giggling and then bubbles and then all of the, like, there was a mask on the left side and there was a statue on the right side and both of, the, like, the mask had its eyes gouged out. And the mask had a blindfold over the eyes. And so, because so I was you looking, mean, I was you like, mean the statue had the blindfold over their eyes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said I? the mask, but it's okay. So oh, we, sorry. we know what well, yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So either way, basically, like, it was like a no-eyes zone. Like, you can't see. But either way, I was, I was like, what in the world could possibly be going on here yeah. that they would not show? But yeah, um, that was that was pretty funny. Uh, the other thing is, is the mask on the wall. It's not a perfect replica, but it's very similar um, to an item in the game called uh, Landry's Anguish. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so yeah, fun little little tidbit there. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kate, uh, <laughs> Kate, um, kind of goes past the room, and then she kind of leans back in and Takes a she's sneaky peek. She's looking. <laughs> she's like, mm, "This looks fun." Um, <laughs> and then they're walking through the hall, and then they they run into I kid you not a yordle uh, that is from yeah. head to toe in. Freaking uh, latex or gimp suit, yeah, gimp yeah. suit, yeah. Um, and he's got like, I mean, he's got some like, like little chains and stuff on him too. I'm looking. I think at he's him even now. got like a kind of like binky, like a or whatever you call it, um, a mouth gag or something. Yeah, like that as well. yeah. Like, and he's fucking casual as shit. He's yeah, like, he's this just is walking a Thursday for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just got <laughs> off work, you know. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So they he walks by and then um, uh, you know. Fi's like telling Caitlin like to chill the fuck out, and, and Caitlin's like, "No, like what?" And um, yeah, she, she's a bit uh, offended because Caitlin, um, you know, she's very uncomfortable. Obviously, this yeah. is a definitely a new territory for her, and um, uh, she said, "You know, like what do we do?" And Vi said, "We'll just pretend to work here." And Kate's offended, like immediately. Like, yeah. What? Excuse I would me. Never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like pearl pearl clutching all of a sudden. And um, Vi says, uh, you know, this this thing, which is really actually important to what I feel like the development of her character, because I feel yeah. like she does take this in. Well, but, here, I've got um, it pulled up in front of me. Do you want to? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, Vi's like, she says, uh, you expect everyone to give you what you want. Um, and then, uh, but uh, what, what does she say? You expect everyone to give what you want. Um, it's happening really fast. One second. If you really want people to talk to you. You have to let them think you have what they want. Yeah. Um, and she's like, what do I have? <laughs> and Vi's, she's like, she, Vi is, okay, Vi is like circling Caitlin right now, checking yeah. her out. And she like gets in real close and she's like, you're hot cupcake. Like, and, yeah. uh, and then pins her up against the wall. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And Caitlin's just like, oh, my God. Like her eyes get real yeah. big. And uh, Vi's like, so it'll be man or woman. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Caitlin's. Yeah, but- Caitlin's just yeah you know, doesn't know what to say like she's dumbfounded. Yeah, and before she before she could even really answer it, um, that's whenever like that once she grabs Vi grabs that one dude that's just walking by in a full mask. Yeah, and um, she's like, uh, or he's like, you know, what's your name? And she's like, my name's Matilda, but you can call her whatever you want. Yeah, I don't get this because she did say I'm Matilda. You can call her whatever she wants, or whatever you want. And then she says, my name's Matilda. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little. I actually didn't get that, unless I'm missing something. Uh, I I think it was it was just one of those. I in a way I kind of like it because that's how a lot of conversations will take place. You know, like it's it's like oh you know you say something and then Mm -hmm. they actually mean something else and then you just kind of go with it. You know, like I I can't tell how many times I have conversations with people. That's what I yeah, do. Yeah, like maybe she's you know? just so uncomfortable. She just like jumped the gun. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm Matilda." Yeah, yeah, I'm Matilda. exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, she does try to uh, like assume the persona of Matilda terribly. Uh, she puts on like a really shitty Cockney accent yeah. all of a sudden for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, "No, Kate, and, don't do that, please." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and she pretends to be a sex worker for this person. 
And um, but then after that, you know, Vi leaves her when she is is doing that, and um, Vi goes to see the mother of all hortles, right? <laughs> Um, and, and she's like, it cuts off right about here, but right before it does, um, I don't remember her exact words, but she's surprised to see Vi. Um, it's more like a, well, I'll be damned kind of thing. I don't know. What yeah, she, what exactly. Not like over the moon, but it's kind of like, well, oh, she says so, once again, so would you believe it? You know? So yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I liked that scene and I really like the character that is the, I forgot what they call it at, at a brothel. Like, cause there is like a mother, it's like a mother or something. Um, whenever, um, uh, Madame. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Madame. Okay. Well, um, well yeah, either way, uh, like she's obviously that role and I really like her character. We're going to be going back to that scene in just a little bit here, but, um, we do have another scene with, with Marcus now. Um, so Marcus is looking at a a bloodied coin. Yeah, I assume this is the coin that he actually kept from Grayson's death. Yeah, because I think so there was too. Yeah. yeah, there was one coin and and he dropped it in the blood of uh, Grayson and he picked it up and so I think he definitely keeps this as a memento. Um, but yeah, so he he goes once again over to Silco and he says that Wonder Boy's on the council now, obviously referring to Jace. And he's asking questions. Um, so it's only a matter of time before he finds out. And, of course, like, Silco just has these fucking lines locked and loaded. Yeah. Once again, I wish I could I wish I wish could say things like him, like he does on the reg. But he says, what is truth but a survivor's story? Oh. Just kind of <laughs> casually throwing that out. Like, like fucking damn. what? <laughs> like, Jesus. I would love to see him go through a McDonald's line and <laughs> order some food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Golly>, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does it again uh, later on in this scene too. But um, so right after that, um, he says, "You know, Marcus says, I'm, if I'm discovered, we're both going to be finished, basically." You know, yeah. just telling him that, that mutually assured destruction, right? Um, Silco gives him a, a jinx grenade and tells him that uh, you know, just tell him it's from the firelights and it's uh, proof of their involvement. And there you go. Like, let them take the fall for it. Yeah. And, and, and then one thing to to note is that yeah, they um, they put the firelights logo or brand all over it so yeah the um, neon writing the neon writing yeah which yeah uh looks a little kind of like an hourglass i don't know you know it's got a they do like, have yeah yeah that was on their face before too right uh, yeah like on their, their on their their lapels and their jackets i think okay yeah so, all right um, but yeah, cause I remember we, we specifically were like, it kind of looks like an hourglass a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, he does that and immediately, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying originally, like he always comes in with this, you know, like, all right, like we got to shut this thing down now for sure. Like we have to do it because they're getting too close and really hoping that he's going to be like, all right, like we're going to stop. But instead he has this other plan. He's like, fuck. And uh, so whenever he realizes that they're not, he's not actually going to shut it down, he says, um, he says to him, it's gone too far. And uh, it gets so bad that he actually looks at the grenade and he's kind of fiddling with the pin. Yeah. And uh, Silco, once again, you know, coolest cat there. He says, contemplating pulling the pin. Oh, no, he says, uh, uh, er, was he? imagining yourself a hero. Like Imagining yourself a hero. That's right. And or. Uh, one final act to make yourself become the martyr you always seen yourself as. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking 
This Dude, fucking Silco's guy with his dialogue, balls, man. man, just balls. Like, yeah, geez. but um, Marcus is in fact contemplating on pulling the pin. Sorry, he he's uh, thinking that internally, basically, and um, Silco knows it too. Like yeah. that's why he 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 said that line. Um, but he's so confident in the fact that like, no, nah, he won't he won't fucking do it. This guy is a pussy. I pushed him around this whole time. Like he's indebted to me so much. He has a daughter. There's no way. And um, he's right. Even though he, you have the image of him, like um, Marcus, he, yeah, he has a vision of him like pulling the pin and just taking it out and finally ending it, him and uh, I mean Silco and himself at the same time, if that's what it takes. But you know, he he decides against it um, in the end. You see, it's just actually you know uh, an imagine imagination of his. Yeah, and um, yeah, so. Uh, he knows that Marcus leaves, you know, begrudgingly takes it. And, um, you know, he says once he leaves, uh, he says, Marcus is faltering. Like, you know, yeah. I-, I need you to weaponize that crystal fast. Uh, because, of course, Jinx is in her favorite spot. She's fucking in the rafters again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, Jinx says to him, she's like, I don't I don't want to be the one to work on this crystal. I can't do it. Um, once again, he gets very candid with him. And she says... Um, give it know, to the just scientist. let the doctor do it. Yeah, just let give the, it to the doctor. Yeah. yeah, and I I thought this scene was really interesting. I'm gonna let you see. Did you did you get anything out of that? Um, no. There's a line right. that he says next that he says he says um, he basically says he only trusts her to do it. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because I'm like, okay, well, the doctor that we that we know is I don't know if we've already said his name or not in here. But let's I'm just, just gonna I, say I, I, I'm just gonna say it. You're just gonna say it. Yeah, it's not okay. it's not like that big of a deal. And yeah, but it, the the doctor that originally had been working on him, the scientist that developed Shimmer with him, the guy that got burned in the end um, of the last season there, that's singed. He's actually in the subtitles. Like you can actually already see it, and it's not like gonna be like a big reveal because if you don't already know him, you're not gonna know it to be a big reveal whenever yeah. they say his name. So. I feel like this is okay. But the point being that I feel like this is an important moment because um, if he's not confident in his trust for and his trust in uh, Singed, I feel like something must be going on behind the scenes with Singed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we haven't really seen anything with him yet um, for a little bit. And I'm. Yeah, he trusted Singe to yeah come up with Shimmer and everything. So yeah, so I'm curious as to why he wouldn't let a professional that definitely knows what he's doing and is a scientist work on this rather than Jinx, who's you know uh, yeah, a very good tinkerer, albeit but a tinker nonetheless. Yeah. One of my theories is too is that you know Singed is is smart enough to where if he did come up with with something that this powerful, like who's to say that he doesn't just keep it for himself you know kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know so i um, think let me put on my thinking cap real quick i think he might have taken the body of a particular person mm. and i think he might be fucking around with that body and i think uh silco knows about that and isn't happy because of who that body belongs to ah interesting okay i'm thinking I like that that's theory. what the situation is yeah, yeah. we're gonna go with that that's now canon um, <laughs> but no, so I, I just thought that was a, a pretty interesting scene there. And, and for those of you, I don't think it really hurts anyone that doesn't know that that was singed or not. So, um, and I feel like it's more fruitful now that you do know. 
Um, so you're welcome for the gift of knowledge. Oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, so we got to so get stupid. through this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So next, uh, we go back to, um, the, the den mother scene or whatever the, the, the madam of the, um, the whorehouse over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the scene plays out between Vi and her. What, what did you think about the scene? Like, oh, tell me the, I mean, she's she's just delightful, you know. Like just, she's a delight, dude. I mean, one of those characters where like, like you would totally just, you know, if I don't know how to explain, it. she's she's got a very motherly vibe to her, right? Um, and uh, Vi's like, you know, did did no one, you know, lift a finger to stop Silco? And she's honest, and she's like, you know. Uh, there people tried but he's got the muscle and the money like you know there's only so much that we can do um you can tell this person's a realist yeah you know what i mean and um so yeah you know but she's obviously not happy about it but it's it's one of those things she's you can tell she's like seen it all and so she's like you know it's not worth my energy to 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 fight this battle you know i mean she's a yordle so she has been around the block many a time and she's she definitely looks older Yordle, so uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be she's surprised. She's an if, elder Yordle. I don't even be surprised if she's older than Heimer. So um, I'm, I'm sure she's older than Heimer. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, I guess you don't really know because Heimer's just covered in, in hair. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you don't really. Know. He could be wrinkled as hell under there. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it was a, a really good scene, and she did have a very like kind of maternal aspect to her, which I guess you kind of have to have in that profession anyways. Yeah. One thing um, I, I will say is in this mm-hmm. scene, just look at the backgrounds behind both of these characters. Like mm-hmm. this is one of those, like Riot does not care. Like if you're a kid yeah. watching this movie, like you look, you see these murals on the wall and they're just the most ridiculous erotic things that you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with these masks and stuff these, it must got, have been a rude awakening for yeah. parents that were like oh my kid loves League of Legends <laughs> I made a little show about it like, oh we'll watch it together you know and it's like yeah. oh my god this is oh god the trauma <laughs> so uh, but yeah. but but anyways the scene you know is uh, important because um, she lets Vi know that Silco's number two is a regular here um, and can uh, uh, let you know whenever or where to find her kind of thing God, what um, is her name again? Savika. 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 There yeah, we go. Number two. Okay, right. Yep. Um, and Vi's like, thanks. And then, you know, she's like, it's nothing. Walks out. Like, so. Yeah. So we do know that Savika is, I mean, likes to go to that house, though. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, she likes she's to a regular. have some fun. So. Exactly. Well, and, and so as Vi, I just have to, I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about there? Well, so are you talking about the scene whenever yeah, she walked down? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, you, so, you can go for it. Okay, so um, this this uh, scene's made the rounds on social media, but uh, Vi is walking out, and she kind of, like, stops, and here's Caitlin and looks to the right, and Caitlin's flirting with a, with a hottie um, mm-hmm. over in the uh, the Artemis room is what it looks like because it's got the, oh, yeah. the deer, and it's got, like, a a bow and, and like a peacock in there and stuff. And it's all like wooded and stuff like that. I'm just like, she no longer looks uncomfortable. Yeah, that. no, she looks very comfortable <laughs> with this uh, lady friend that she's found. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, what about uh, Vi's reaction? Vi, Did it's you? funny. Vi's kind of like, she's like, uh, at first she's like, mm, and then she smiles and she's like, oh, she's having fun. Well, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think so. So she like kind of like looks out and she does give like kind of half smile and then like scoffs mm-hmm. and then she walks out. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is she like, 
Caitlyn, like, she's so nice, this is so funny, like, or is she like, well, sure, you can be with her if you want, I guess. No, like, no, I think. Is she jealous? I don't think I she's. Think she might be a little jelly. I don't think she's jealous. So, um, <laughs> Vi is not insecure, okay? So, uh, Vi gets what she wants, all right? Um, okay. So, yeah, I think it's more of like like a, huh, okay, like, someone's getting, uh, yeah. uh, you know, um getting out of their well, their element let's you know? let's just say at this point i i have dropped the uh, idea of jason caitlin potentially yeah. <laughs> that that ship is long gone okay so yeah. th- here's the uh, new one and it's set in sail baby so yeah, exactly. the, the winds are picking up it's time to to uh, set her off so but mm-hmm. um but yeah no Do you i think let, let me ask you this real mm-hmm. quick just you know total shot in the dark you think they're gonna ship up or no <sighs> so here's the thing uh, I've actually read some of the writing, uh, or not mm-hmm. the writing, the writer's uh, comments on Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to be a spoiler or anything, but the, wh- one of the things that was concerning is like they fought really hard for some of those scenes to be in there. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, it's it's kind of discouraging, if I'm being honest, that you have to fight for these scenes to be in there still. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's something that when you see it, it's so natural and organic, and you're just like, you're like, oh yeah, you know, when when Vi pushes Caitlyn up against the wall, like that, that's obviously what Vi would do in that moment, you know. Um, so I don't know, like it's I, I think it's for the age because it's it was it PG sixteen, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think that, it's, I think that's the reason why. Well, I but, think I don't think that. I mean, they show uh, guys and and girls kissing, you know, in PG movies all the time. Well, no, that's like, what I was gonna say. It's it's actually I don't think it's because of that, unless they were specifically mentioning that scene. But I was like, I was thinking more of there was other issues with I want to say issues, but um, like you know the whole scene with Jace on you know the roof, you know, about to go do his thing until Victor walked in. Like I think there's other other elements that. They might have been referring to whenever they said they had to fight really hard for those scenes to be put in. Yeah, at, a, at the rating that it was in. Yeah, unless they were specifically mentioning these scenes in. The they were. House. They were specifically mentioning these. Scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, that surprises. And me. That surprises and that that was something that I'm like, it, we are in an age now. This shouldn't have to be a fight. It shouldn't have to be a battle. Um, and so that Could that's be, a little discouraging. Maybe but maybe it's the type of place that it was in. Maybe it's the establishment more so than I the mean. We're, we're already seeing like people dying left and right. You know, like, mm. like you know, two women know, uh, being together. Sometimes should not be a the big lines. Deal. Well, in, well, in no, the, I, I'm not saying as much of that as much as the establishment itself, not not the actual. Oh two women no, and that's the thing is they weren't they didn't have to fight over the establishment itself. Oh wow, okay. yeah. So All that right. it just kind of goes they, to yeah, show arbitrary like, line, arbitrary line. Um, and we are at a point we, we have to move forward kind of thing. So, sorry, I'm getting on a soapbox, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, um, uh, so that, that's the thing that kind of discourages me a little bit. And the other thing too is, is, you know, it's like, I, I understand China's a big market, right? And we have to like, you know, that that's money that you're missing out on, but league is such a, a powerful IP in China that it's like, uh, I'm just I'm not convinced that um, like they would pick a fight with this type of IP. Like, I mean, it's it's massive in China. So I think if anyone could get away with it, um, I think it would actually be Riot. Um, so mm-hmm. and I know that's that that sucks in the situation, but I think Riot needs to take bigger risks and get their priorities straight and understand that, hey, like 
we are going to stand firm on this. And if China decides, you know, um, that they don't want to air this type of stuff, then they're SOL and be happy whenever the Chinese people torrent it. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> see it anyways, because that's what happens. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. So uh, I, think well, that's, I think the important thing is that they did it. They did get it in at the end. And hopefully yeah. this will help normalize yeah, it. Well, and hopefully I mean, but that's the thing is like I want a, an official ship. I don't want the, the teasing. I want I want. Mm. Vi and you don't Caitlin. want the will they won't they yes i want i want vi and caitlin to be um official so um and if the story but what if she <clears throat> what if she doesn't want to be official with her dude well vi needs to work, work on her commitment you know issues, so <laughs> <laughs> caitlin's a good Boy, girl you know she's, she's got a you know uh, a good wealthy family she'll have a nice inheritance you know vi needs to get her shit straight so um but I'm still not <laughs> i'm still not totally taking jace out of the picture yeah oh i i'm taking jace well, out of the picture we'll so uh, jace right. is uh he's too it, jace will marry himself um is what i'm convinced at so. that might be what happens <laughs> well no he's, he's got mel actually he's got mel never mind oh yeah yeah, yeah. so um, uh, speaking of let's we should probably go to the next yeah. scene right yeah we should um okay so we saw that part all right so um mel and jace uh discuss um the success of the night together mm. and he called her his teacher ho 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 mm-hmm. teacher in, in uh, many things i think yeah um <laughs> but jace uh, speaks idealistically about his dream um you know to put magic in the hands of the people uh similarly to how his father before him put hammers in the hands of his people of the people to build these, you know, the magnificent city that, you know, they were looking at, which is built over. And um, uh, Mel actually says um, the Medardas usually only take from people and rarely are they in the position to give back. Now, in that moment, I will say she did sound genuine. Yeah. But. But she, I mean, could very easily be just so good that she's fooling me, too. Well, and, <laughs> you know and, what and I, mean? the, I guess like the problem I have with that line is it's it's very transactional in a sense. It's like mm-hmm. like she's admitting like, you know, you did a lot for me. Now I now I should do a lot for you. And <clears throat> which I don't know. I just I'm not um, when it comes to like, uh, you know, like relationships and stuff i'm mm-hmm. i'm all for you know like everyone needs to pull their own weight kind of thing but right. um I, i'm i'm a little hesitant whenever someone views it as a transaction and, and how they they owe this person kind of thing so that's why i'm still not fully convinced that like she's a, like i think she she is starting to have feelings for jace um yeah, but i, I don't think it's mutually exclusive here yeah as far as like exactly. separating the the power play exactly and the feelings yeah, yeah i think both are happening so and um, i think she still views that type of stuff very um in, in, a, in a transactional type of light which is i mean it could just be you know that <laughs> everyone's got so much trauma um it, it could be like the the trauma of her family <laughs> and and having to live up to their expectations and and you it's know the trauma rama at the trauma rama i'm telling you like <laughs> so it, you know it's it's kind of like a, a sad thing but also like i i think jace needs to be a little wary uh mm-hmm. <laughs> of her motivations so i mean uh, definitely because we've seen some things that he hasn't right yeah. but um yeah i definitely I, I understand why i really understand why he's fallen under the spell right? oh but, i mean yeah i would have <laughs> fallen under the spell too so uh I would just been like oogly uh, eyes and just not even think <laughs> at all. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't blame him. 
I but I do think that um, in this moment, for me at least, this hit as very genuine. Um, that you know, whenever he he said those words and was talking about what he was talking about, mm-hmm. and then she followed up with that, I, I felt like it wasn't transactional. I felt like it was actually the opposite. But either way, we will know in the future, you know, what's what. Yeah. All right. So uh, Victor working tirelessly on um, this. You know the new the hex, hex tech that hex he's been tech working on, yeah, the, the one yeah. that he's saying is going to evolve and you know adapt and all that kind of stuff has a mind of its own. Can learn. Um, he's the AI exactly. hex <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and um, so he's obviously tirelessly trying to do this, and um, the assistant actually uh, comes out and compliments his work. First of all, mm-hmm. a little wink, wink, and um, is uh, assuring him of of his work that like oh it'll work. You know, it, you know, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. I don't think she said something as simple as it looks great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, but but she did certainly say I remember specifically her saying like, you know, don't worry, you'll figure it out. All this yeah. kind of stuff. And um, she asks if he wants to uh, walk home with her. Yeah. Well, she's and, like, are you are you headed home soon? Yeah. Um, I thought we could walk together. You know. Yeah. Kind of romantically. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, Victor is oblivious to this. And yeah. he's like, uh, no, I'm just going to be sleeping here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh she's like oh okay um and i think she's mentioned well, something like you, you th- should that's the thing she, she says you know again and uh, you know there's always tomorrow right and right. um you know it's and for him there might not be yeah that's the thing is it's, yeah. it's kind of foreboding so yeah um but uh it, what um, was what's her name by the way miss young is what he called her okay okay Miss he, young. he said miss young yeah he said uh, that'll be all miss young or something like that or have a good night miss young or yeah. something um but anyways yeah so uh i really liked that um but now we <laughs> we flip back over to a scene well where mel and jace are doing the deed man it is you know uh they're going at it dude so they're they're having a good time. Hey, good, good time for them. Time. So yeah, it was a good, it was a good night at that party. It was fun for everyone, obviously. So yeah, they're going at it. Good for them. Uh, but then it flips back to a scene. It's just it's just uh, it's a montage. Really interesting right? how right. they do this. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. oh, it's a montage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they they keep flipping back between these two scenes, which is really interesting um, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see them just going at it every single time whenever it flips back to them. So just imagine that happening. Um, but it also keeps going back to... Um, so basically, he coughs blood onto the table and collapses, right? Um, and the hex uh, the, the hex tech gem stone, right? It like mm-hmm. sucks up a little droplet of blood. It starts hovering above, and it goes into the actual... Um, gemstone and starts swirling yeah. around and, and you start to you see this like scaffolding in it like it you know kind of like uh, fills in all this this weird webby scaffolding yeah. right like it's becoming a part of it yeah, yeah. and um, and you know it's intertwining between that and uh, Jason Mel and that again and then eventually it, it you know um, it just uh, it flashes to uh, the night sky so yeah yeah and everyone finishes. And everyone finishes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think the purpose of that was kind of to show the unity of two separate things, right? You have the unity of this of Jace with this kind of you know person where he's becoming like the more this political you know uh, 
powerful individual. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the unity of, of uh, Mel and him. And then on the flip side of things, you have Victor and the unity of him with machine. Yeah. You know, or, you know, Hextech. Um, so I think that that was that was definitely what they were trying to do, because obviously, like whenever they're flipping between scenes of something that's contrasts so much, there obviously is a meaning there that they're trying to put in. Yeah. Right? No, I think you're 100 percent right, actually. Yeah. So, I'm always uh, for, for once. So, yeah. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> look at we both casually threw in. Something <laughs> just, it's just a jab. Any chance yeah. to get. So. Um, <laughs> all right so uh but yeah that was a pretty interesting scene everyone looked like they had a really good time except for victor victor always gets the shit end of the stick i'm telling you dude like he yeah poor he Vic. needs a break man like this he guy really does. Dude, so <laughs> but um all right so uh next well, we have the scene where um silco takes jinx to the place where vander betrayed him yeah right and, and the the lake in zon um she says that she's heard he's kind of you know giving his little monologue right and she says i've heard it all before kind of mocking him a little bit right like yeah he, he blah, was blah, blah. he wasn't the man you thought he was he, he was a brother to you he betra- and stuff. yeah he betrayed you all this kind of stuff yeah and um which is interesting because it you know it shows that you know because obviously jinx knew vander as a father figure but you know she's almost kind of like dismissive of this right now mm-hmm. um so i i I thought that that was kind of interesting. It shows you how much the uh, the brainwashing with Zilko has gone, how yeah. far it's gone, right? Um, but anyways, uh, then he decides to take it a step further, and apparently he's going to you know drop some knowledge bombs on her that she hasn't heard before. Um, where he says, you know, uh, the secret, I, I, I let a weak man die, and um, I was reborn from the betrayal. Yeah. And the pain can either break you or forge you. And obviously for him, you know, it, it forged him into into who he was because he considers himself to be weak before that. And he tells her that she needs to do the same thing. She needs to let Powder die and that Jinx is perfect the way she is and she needs to finally let go of what she was. And then you get that really creepy baptism scene. Yeah. That was, uh, once again, I stand by this, a really weird, like, father-daughter slash sexually charged scene. Yeah. Because it looked like they were about to kiss as he brought her down into the water. <laughs> so weird, that whole scenario. I'm but yeah, you. it was, it was, I mean, but it's, it's good. That's the weird oh, thing. Oh, it's, it, it's gorgeous. It's artistic. It it's yeah. good. It has that, there's something, like, that's just inherently interesting with that kind of strange relationship. Well, and, um, and uh, I just wanted to point out, like, so mm-hmm. I know we've all, or I don't know if we've all seen it. You don't have to see it, but the the Suicide Squad, right? Um, right. The first one that came out, and they had that whole Joker and Harley Quinn scene. And so this that, that scene with the whole baptism was very reminiscent of that, right? Like letting the mm-hmm. old person die and so you can be born and whatnot. But I was yeah. like... It was it was literally the opposite in quality. It was like it's like it went from like oh like like seeing the Suicide Squad. I was like oh this is a terrible terrible yeah, scene. This is how you do it terribly. And, and then this seeing this, I'm like well it was perfect. Like that is how you yeah. do that. Like <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, and, and I, keep I, in mind, I, I totally agree. Remember, you know that that um that this baptism scene took place in toxic waters. You know, um, yeah. and um. And with that, I don't know if you noticed, but it has like a quick flash of an eye uh, turning yep. pink. Eyes turning pink. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked that. And uh, then, of course, right after that, 
It goes uh, into, unless you want to talk more about that, you know, the no, no, I, I think it, that's that we can leave it there. So yeah, I think that's a good um, spot. And then we we um, have a music video in the in the, <laughs> in the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, this was this was a pretty interesting one. I, I'm not sure if if I like what they did or not, but we'll talk about it in a second. So Vi is going through the city, and regardless, like you have the Imagine Dragons, you know, theme song playing in the background. And um, it's her basically hunting down, um, God damn it, what's her name? Silvaca? No. Uh, Sil- Silvica? Silvica? Silvi- I feel Silvica. like we're both wrong now. Savica. 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 Jesus. Boom. Nailed it. Why is this name so hard? Like <laughs> I have no idea. It's Savica. not even that complicated. Yeah, There's it's not actually really an excuse like, for it. Like seeing it, I'm like, that's a good name, you know? And yeah, for some yeah, reason, exactly. I just can't remember it. But Savica. Um, yeah. Yeah, Savika. So she's basically hunting down Savika right now yeah. um, after she got the location from the brothel. So, but yeah, we're going through and we're seeing literally the, if any of you guys watch the music video, you know, you see, realize, oh, the, you know, the characters that, you know, are the Imagine Dragons, they put them kind of in the world in, for the music video. Yeah, but now we realize that they're actually here in the show. They're canon. They're they're yeah, they're, they're really a real band in our yeah, in, um, Imagine in Dragons. So yeah, Imagine Dragons is canon in Zon. So uh, that was interesting. I feel like there it permeates a little too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, well, that's the thing too. Is like uh, I will say the the first time I watched it, it was a little jarring, and then mm-hmm. I it like. Uh, after like the second time I was kind of like oh I, I actually really like it and the other thing too is like and we'll talk about this here in a second but the the music really lines up with the action that's taking place it does it so does. I'm like if the music didn't line up as well as it did I probably would have been like eh, I don't know if this was a good choice but it the fact that it did I was like okay I'm willing to to look past this so um, I think it enhances uh, the I, scene in that respect but yeah um, I think that like my first time it was drawing as well. My my second time it was probably about the same. This past time that I watched it, I will say I I didn't mind it as much, but I'm definitely not to the place of where like I love this edition. You yeah, know what I, mean? I wouldn't um, I wouldn't say that I'm there. I'm I'm more like okay, it, it I'm I'm not. It's like I said, I'm I'm willing to look past it. Yeah, I'm going to go to your apartment one day and I'm going to find like posters of them in game all over your wall. Oh, I mean, I'm, I've already got those. So, yeah, I'll just send you pictures. <laughs> those are in place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, um, and, and part of the scene, right, and, uh, is mm-hmm. uh, Vi finds um, uh, Savika, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, man, I've, I haven't seen a pissed off face like this in forever. Like, Savika's yeah. gambling and smoking and Vi is just puffing, man. Like, she's so angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the the scene right now, and I've just man, that scowl is just terrifying. So yeah, um, damn, <laughs> zoomed in again. I'm like Jesus. Um, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, they we're we're gonna be getting to the what actually goes down there mm-hmm. in just a second. But before that, like two little quick scenes. So we have Mel wakes up in bed alone. Well, first, first, real, gone. real quick. Well, oh. I guess it doesn't matter in the order, but whatever. It, it cuts to Marcus, right? And he's he's drinking a, oh, a, a scotch. Uh, drinking at his desk. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's actually an important one. I have and, that written down here. I missed it. Yeah, and he's he's looking at the 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 um, chopper bomb, right? Yeah. And next to it, he sees a picture of his. Uh, it's a picture of or a drawing of uh, him and his daughter uh, mm-hmm. holding hands, right? So clearly something that that she drew and he's got it obviously framed. yeah obviously she drew it not yeah. him <laughs> and but what's interesting is there's another woman that's flying above them i don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. that at all um in that yeah, picture I did. 
So clearly that's that's their um, his wife or her mom. Um, so yeah, so uh, this is definitely weighing on Marcus, and then he you know throws his glass because he's you know pissed off that he's stuck in this situation. Um, yeah. And then from there, weighing on Marcus in ways that we I don't think even fully realize. Oh yet, well, so. that that's the thing is I'm I'm. I'm thoroughly impressed with is that even like the characters that are kind of like side characters in this show, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Marcus has like a, a very important arc. Like he's a, I care character. about Marcus now. Yeah. I like, I, I actually care about Marcus. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and before I, I couldn't stand him, you know, cause he was just being a, a pompous idiot. And now you're, oh, yeah. you're like, it's interesting how people like get sucked into things and um, they're forced to make decisions that they didn't think they would have to make kind of thing. So, yeah. Cause you could t- every single time he was looking for a way to stop it. Yeah. He was looking for any way to exit out that yeah. wouldn't end up in his family, but like his daughter being killed. Most yeah. Likely. And, and this is, you know, the sheriff of Piltover and he holds no power, you know, it's yeah, really exactly. kind of devastating in a way. Um, and kind of speaks to the, the whole system, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. And then it. Uh, did you have anything else to say about that that scene? Uh, no. Just it, you know, it was a very good scene. Yeah. And then we have the uh, the quick scene, as I said, of of Mel waking up in bed alone. There isn't mm. much to this scene other than the fact that she realizes that Chase left in the night, and um, I don't think she's going to be too happy about that. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think that she that she planned for it to work out like that. That's yeah. for sure. And then she's uh, thinking maybe I should bring my A game next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe maybe I should top and like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then it, it immediately uh, does a, a, a neat transition because Mel's lying in the bed and then it cuts to Victor laying in in a hospital bed, right? Right. Um, and Jace is next to him, clearly kind of half awake. Um, and uh, then Victor wakes up and. Um, you know, Jace is just, you can tell he's just devastated. Um, so he's just like, man, my, my best friend's, uh, in a, <laughs> literally in a hospital bed, you know? Um, yeah. and that's this scene, you know, it's just, I, I know I, I keep talking how much I love Victor, but like, this is devastating because, uh, Victor asks him, you know, he's like, how much time do I have left? And it cuts and you're yeah. kind of left going mm, he does not have much time so um yeah exactly yeah i i, I really like whenever he because it, like it's almost like he's also showing that, that victor is stronger than jace yeah because jace is as you said he's he's next to his bedside and he's he he can't even finish his sentences really because he's saying the doctor's sayer and then he can't even say what he has right yeah he, he can't stand to say it and victor just like more stern face just like seems to know seems to accept and he's like he just asks how much time i have and jace looks down he can't even say it yeah. right and then as you said it, it cuts so yeah it definitely shows that victor has a resolve that jace doesn't yet have yeah yeah um and so i really i really love that jace is Definitely, I think the most interest. I think Jace and Mel for me are the most interesting characters. You mean Victor and Mel? I'm sorry. Yeah, Victor and Mel. Yeah, um, are, for me are the most interesting characters in the show so far. Yeah, and Jinx, I'd say those. Jinx, those three. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, then it, <laughs> that being said, they're all fantastic though. Yeah, also. yeah. Well, it, it, from there it cuts to um, uh, Savika uh, mm-hmm. gambling, right? And what's interesting <laughs> right. is they're gambling with these tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the same deck was actually what Caitlin was using whenever she was, uh, 
doing the investigation with like the you know the the, the different lines and stuff and um, yeah. uh, trying to find out the truth card the with truth the mask. card yeah and yeah. then this one it's showing death and the magician and I just mm-hmm. gotta say if Riot does not release these tarot cards on their merch store I'm gonna be really upset because uh, these cards look awesome so. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still waiting for the Demacian game to come out that they promised forever ago. So it's it's out, isn't it? I don't think so. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I don't think it is. Mm. I mean, if I'm, you're more than welcome to buy it for me if it is, though. I'm Are you looking it up right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Like. Okay. Well, while while you're looking it up, I'll I'll keep going. Okay. Um, so anyways, yeah, so as you said that she's she's gambling and they're using those cards. And yes, I do hope that they yep. release them as well. Tailstones. Tailstones, $30. Tailstones, King's yeah. Gambit. It's out? Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I know what I'm ordering on Amazon after this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, uh, so she is um, doing those tarot cards. But then we see like the coolest scene ever, oh. which is just all of a sudden a slow-mo flying knee kick comes out of nowhere Damn. and fucking nails her in the so, side of the face like, by and wow. oh Jesus like man I mean she knows how to come in with, with authority dude I'm telling you like and she you. she fights dirty man she does not care like and I love oh, it oh yeah um, um, she she fights like a like a fucking Zonite dude like awesome yeah yeah um, yeah so I, I I love that scene and I it looks like it just hurts you know it's hard. I feel like it's hard in animation to make that really like feel like an impact. But mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, um, they well, did it here. That's and, for sure. and that's the thing is like I've I've always been a, a strong proponent of of making fights impactful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the and you know people can roll their eyes if they're one. One of my favorite movies is uh, Pacific Rim, and the thing I love about it is that it each of those robots has so much impact and a weight to it. Right, mm-hmm. which is really hard to capture in CGI, um, it, much less animation, and so being able to see like how you know, especially this fight sequence that takes place between Vi and and Savika, like this entire mm-hmm. fight sequence just blew me away. Like, um, yeah. I, I could watch it on repeat, but um, but yeah, you definitely feel like okay, Savika is um, just as much a threat as Vi is, and. Uh, these punches hurt. So, um, but yeah, I do want it to be known though. One is au natural. Yes. Right. Yep. And the other one is enhanced uh, by a large degree. So, uh, you know, still incredibly impressive on Vice. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah. So, you know, speaking of that, so um, they start fighting and um, Vi ends up putting her against the wall and calls her a traitor. Yeah. And uh, that's whenever Savika says Vander had his chance. And um, that's whenever she realizes there's a robo arm because she hits her with the ro- hits her back with the robo arm. Yeah, because it can, it can by, like, uh, move in ways that normal arms can't. Right. Yeah, it can move independently, basically. And and, um, you know, she always kind of keeps it covered with like a little cape thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, once she gets knocked back a bit, she, you know, flings the cape off in, in an epic fashion, of course. And you see the reveal of this awesome ass arm that's on her. And uh, you see this, like, you know, kind of chemical um, uh, shimmer, little, right? Little shell. I, I don't, or yeah, no, no, it was purple. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it was shimmer. And um, yeah, injected into her, like in the coolest way, by the way. Yeah. And uh, you see your eyes glow and the whole arm kind of, you know, starts to glow in different places, uh, purple. And 
then they start going at it and you have this you know tug of war where she's starting to beat the crap out of Vi and then Vi kind of turns the tables back and then she takes a second round actually of the um, of the shimmer because uh, she starts to get beat up again by Vi yeah she takes a second round of it once again she then starts to kick Vi's ass then Vi comes back and kicks her ass again and um, yeah then it, it ends off where she gets the upper hand she knocks um, Savika through a wall and um, gets on top of her, pins her arm down and um, asks her where Powder is. And that's whenever uh, Powder tells her, or I mean, sorry, not Powder tells her, Savika tells her um, that she's working for Silco now. Yeah. And she, Vi's obviously caught uh, shocked. Yeah, and caught off caught guard. Off guard. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's whenever Savika uses that opportunity to stab Vi. Yeah, uh, in, in the chest. So, or you're, it's you're, not in the chest. It's the uh, or it's like abdomen. the abdomen. Yeah, yeah, it was the abdomen area. Yeah. Um, and then she like kind of gets up close to her and, and she says, because she gets up and she says she's like his daughter. Ugh. She tells her that because she knows that it's gonna hurt her even more. That's it. Savika knows how to get in people's heads, man. She like, she did, dude. I, I mean, that was that was villainous. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So I, I I did like that scene a lot because she knew exactly how to hit her where it, it hurt. It, she she realizes they got a fucked up relationship too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dini telling her that would definitely throw her off, and um, she was about to basically you know kill her at that point because she had her. Um, you know, on the ground, in, in, yeah, on, top on of the her. ground, and yeah, she was about to like you know go in for the final punch. She had the little uh, an, her third shot now of shimmer ready to go. It was sticking up, and it was about to you know go in to be injected, and then boom, Caitlin shoots off a bullet, blows it up. I mean, you know, yeah, saves saves Vi, right? Hit, yeah, hits hits the injector, and so she can't shoot up her shit. Um, I'm still a little curious as to why she just didn't headshot her right there in that moment. I think it goes to Caitlyn still being a guppy. I, 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 I guess so. And I, I mean, Caitlyn's never killed anyone. We know that for certain, you know, like, she's, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that, I mean, I hope that's something that she has to kind of face in, in later on, you know, uh, like actually, um, you know, doing, uh, being put in a situation where she has to choose because in that moment she she had the ability to choose like okay I could just you know uh, get this this vile thing real quick so um, I guess I was hoping that she would for the reason why I think that you think that she's going to have it later on I thought that that time would have been a good reason a good uh, time for her to have that moment yeah where yeah. she is forced to kill because Vi's about to be killed and um I would have liked that, but they decided not to. And I'm yes, I am sure that that moment is coming. Um, but yeah, so needless to say, uh, she manages to run off. Savika manages to run off. Vi is is now free. She comes down, and they have a you know a little bit of banter. Mm-hmm. And um, well, and and I don't want to go too fast. So I want to uh, also point out that um, mm-hmm. the uh, the flashback right where Grayson said, "What are you shooting for?" And the first shot mm-hmm. that Caitlin uh, takes after that is um, saving Vi, right? Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. The um, uh, what was the other thing? Um, no, I think that was. I think that's all I wanted to say. So, um, 
Yeah. Did, yeah. Wait, so I, I genuinely do not remember this. Is that you're saying that there was a flashback of that moment right before she took a shot? No, I'm saying during the flashback with Grayson, right? Right. Are you uh, talking about, so at the beginning of the, the episode? beginning of the episode, Grayson asked Caitlin, what mm-hmm. are you shooting for? Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the next time she actually takes a shot in the episode is whenever she's saving Vi. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I tie those together. No. Okay. I thought that was kind yeah, of neat. It could know? could be. I mean, it's it is a little poetic, but I feel like, you know, I don't know. I'll let I'll let you I'll let you. Let have me it. have it. Let I'm me have gonna, it. Okay. Yeah. You can you can <laughs> headcanon that if you want. All right. It's fine cool. With cool, me. cool. Yeah, thanks. Man. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, well, she does come down. Go ahead. Yeah, and and one thing I did want to say is the just. I mean, I've I've gushed on this on mm-hmm. the previous episodes, but the fight choreography and the camera movements. Of oh, for that, that whole fight, that whole fight, oh, like yeah. I mean, it, it's a masterclass. Like if you want to know, learn how to film a, a fight sequence and how to control the camera, like and where to position it and everything, like just watch that scene over and over again and just map it out because that's how you do it. Like it's really yeah. incredible. So um, yeah, I, I still can't get over it. I've, I've watched that fight sequence. <laughs> more times than I've watched the episode, but yeah, for real, dude, it is so good. Yeah. Uh, really, really well done. As you said, masterclass. I, I really think that like, you know, they should just start showing these in uh cinematography classes, cinematography classes, oh, I, animation classes, all that kind of stuff. There's honestly, several, like, several sequences in this show that I know will be uh, used in, in classrooms. So, uh, yeah, that being one so. of them. So, yeah. Cause you know, riot, you know, arcane is the greatest thing that's ever been ever. So. Shown on a TV screen ever. Well, so, yeah. I, I said the same thing about uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and, and sure enough, I got confirmation that they were using <laughs> in classrooms. So I was like, okay, there you go. yeah, I know what I'm talking about 100 <laughs> percent of the time. So, but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. So you know, yeah, fantastic fight scene. But uh, we do go into the part afterwards where after she runs off, um, she comes back down, or Kate comes down to you know help her up, and um, you know. She says, do you even know how to say thank you? Because she was like, why didn't you? Why did you take her out? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which I mean, that was my question, too. So I don't blame her for asking that. Um, but then after that, she does say um, she, she calls her an all right shot. Yeah. Right. Which I think is still a little, you know, a little much considering. She it, well, then Caitlin Caitlin's like, I'm an excellent shot. And then I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm the excellent shot. Once again, don't agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so yeah, uh, that was that was my one little complaint about that. But overall, very very sm- tiny tiny thing. Um, but then as they're walking off, I, I did like this part. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. What what am I gonna the, say? The cupcake know? thing, where she's like, "You yeah, gonna help yeah. me up, cupcake?" And Caitlin's like, yeah. "Stop calling me that." Stop my calling me Caitlin. that. And then when she she, she, says, she says, "Oh well, you're sweet like a cupcake." But you're so sweet like a cupcake. <laughs> a cupcake. <laughs> um, Officially yeah, shipped. They have been shipped, guys. Okay, so oh, <laughs> um, I feel like there's going to be memes with Jace off in the corner, like peeking over the wall, like, like hey, oh. guys, I'm here too. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, then we have a uh, we go to our final scene here, mm-hmm. and this is uh, Jinx tinkering with the crystal again. Or the gemstone, I should say. Yeah. Hextech gem. Um, and uh, Savika comes to Silco. This is a flip. They kind of go in between the scenes, right? Um, Savika comes to Silco and she's bleeding. And I love what he said here because it just shows how little she he cares about Savika now yeah. by comparison to uh, Jinx. 
because he sees her bleeding, but he's not even looking at her. He's looking at her in his uh, little makeup mirror. Yeah. His little compact mirror. And he says, you're making a mess as she's bleeding onto his floor. I'm just like... I'm like, whoa. I'm like, fuck, dude, you're dude. making... <laughs> You're you're riding a thin line. Savika got her ass kicked, and that's what you say to her, like, yeah, like, definitely his most loyal, um, you know, goon, I guess. I yeah, know. and he's but, just kind of treating her like crap. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know if I'd do that, man. Like, she's got, she knows everything, so okay. exactly. But yeah, it just shows you, you know, his eyes are on uprise, and it is definitely not uh, Savika. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Savika says, or, or Jinx uh, seems to have made a stable conduit now because there's a scene where um, she activates it using the the device that she made, and it seems to you know be stable and, and functioning. Yeah, and she has this kind of scene where she's kind of slow motion, uh, kind of, and she spins around in her chair. Yeah. yeah, dude, like when it, so my note with that is like Jinx mm-hmm. is successful, and then parentheses. I fucking love Jinx. Like, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like, and the music no. swells perfectly when she spins around and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, man. they really know how to utilize music in this. Well, it, and one thing, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, she looks up whenever she's mm-hmm. working on it. And above it is the bunny. And it's kind of like, I did see that like, pinned, on, a, like on a cross like almost. A, like, yeah. Like crucified yeah. in a way. So, yeah. I thought that was kind of weird, yeah, I but I did notice that. But that's Jinx. Yeah. So yeah. that's what. <laughs> but she anyways, does, so. yeah. And so the last little little final flip there is it goes back to um, uh, Savika saying the sister she's back, and then all of a sudden Silco closes the mirror very quickly, and he angrily looks back, and he's angry, angry and worried. I would say at the same at the same time simultaneously. Yeah. And, uh, he says. From the dead, and then <laughs> it cuts. Cuts. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what did you think about about that ending? And better yet, like, what do you think might happen next? Broad strokes. Broad strokes. Um, well, I mean, we're we're escalating. You know, um, mm-hmm. Vi's getting closer to Silco, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. she literally just had a fight with her with his, uh, you know, second in command. Um, so I think the, uh, the, the, the walls are closing in on Silco, um, mm-hmm. in a way, uh, especially with Marcus, with Vi, um, the fact that, uh, Caitlin is actually with Vi is kind of a thing too, because like Caitlin has access to the direct access to the council with her mother and Jace. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like it's kind of, a, a the, the, things are about to get hectic. So, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, do you think that by the end of this, mm, you know what? It's too early to predict that I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there actually, okay. because I, I don't want to do any more prediction yet. I think we'll predict on the next, same. Um, I agree. Episode. Wait yeah. The that's next probably one. the best way. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Episode five. This one was a long one. I have a feeling that the next one will be even longer, if I'm honest, because, you know, it's got a lot packed into it, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's what that's what happened with the last one. It was like long, long, and then longest for the third. So. Well, and, and the thing is, is with this show, like it, they lay all the groundwork in those first couple episodes, and you know, th- there's a lot more character development in the first three. Where with this one, it's like, okay, now we are pedal to the metal with the plot, 
and so that's why this one's just so much longer is because the, the the way they jump around with scenes and sequences and how fluid it is it's it's really impressive but they're able to cram a lot into um, just 40 minutes which is amazing to yeah think. so and there's so much intertwining of characters and stuff like that now too yeah and you have um, like if you literally look at the notes I'm sure it's the same for you it's like you know first was like good amount of notes next one longer next yeah. one even longer even longer even longer like so yeah it's uh it's there's definitely a pattern here so i can't even imagine what the notes are going to look like for the final arc yeah Christ. <laughs> um we're gonna have to put a limit on it yeah <laughs> I, my i'm gonna get um carpal tunnel uh from writing so yeah. much so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you guys so much for for listening uh we really appreciate it make sure to like and subscribe of course uh you know leave those five star reviews on podcast on apple podcast rather really helps out you know leave the name of a character that you like we'll read it off in that voice and i think that's it right yeah you're set? yeah i'm, I'm set. set you're set I'm all right set, so. so then yeah until uh next week guys we'll see you later peace